couple of weeks ago, I preached on the passage uh, or passages that was given on this following is the essential Jesus plan. And it, it was a question that was asked of Jesus, how do you get to heaven? And Jesus replied, you need to love God with everything you've got and love your neighbors yourself. And then the, the guy who is uh, talking to tried to, well, sort of see, well, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan. You may be familiar to, with it about helping others. But Jesus made it clear to the people then that this was a hard saying because it wasn't just, oh, if you happen to find somebody, help them. It was love your enemies, help your enemies, help those who you wouldn't normally expect. It was being different. This week's theme, following this essential Jesus program, are the hard sayings of Jesus. Now, some of the hard sayings of Jesus are because it's difficult sometimes to understand what they were, what they meant. Sometimes, and that's the case here, the hard sayings are because they're hard to follow. And I'd like to introduce it with a a harrowing story. So I'm glad the children have gone. Could I have our first slide, please? You may recall these images from just over a year ago on a Libyan beach where 21 Coptic Christians were taken, were made to put the orange jumpsuits on and then were killed. Next slide, please. This week, I, I tend to get various emails through about what's happening and this week I got an email where two of the, the young men there, their brother was talking. Now you you probably can't read the names there. That's uh, just the, uh, the names of all of those. Two of them, number six and seven, are Kamel. That's their surname. One is Bishoy and the other one, Somali. And they're two brothers. And their other brother came on and shared how he felt. And it was... A remarkable testimony, a remarkable story really, how this man didn't have bitterness, didn't have anger. He had admiration for his brothers, 25 years old and 23 years old, who when they were asked, do you uh, deny Christ? They said, no, we are Christians even though they knew that that meant death. And their brother came on and just said how his faith has been strengthened, knowing that his brothers went through that. 
life can be hard. And the hard sayings of Jesus perhaps sometimes relate to that. Now maybe, and hopefully, none of us will have to face that or have faced that, but these are the hard times in our lives. And certainly our young people face not that, but the hardness of when people say, do you go to church? Or have you been baptized? Or have you been blessed? And so uh, we need to learn from this. And maybe something of the hard sayings of Jesus reflect that life isn't always cuddly, isn't always nice. Another hard saying of Jesus is the saying, love your enemies. Love your enemies. Not just, well, be okay with your enemies, don't want them harmed, but love your enemies. That is a hard saying, isn't it? And perhaps many of us have experienced the difficulties of that. What about in this situation? Well, the brother who spoke online said, I asked my mum this, the mum whose two sons had been killed, how would you react if one of those people who had killed your son came along now? And the mum said, I would ask him and I'd say, open your eyes and see reality. And then I would invite him to my home. How powerful is that? Here's a lady who knew what it meant to love your enemies. This hard saying of Jesus. We can only do what Jesus wants us to do. Not through effort and not the balance of trying to do good and, uh, and bad but through his Holy Spirit, just asking him, please, Lord, and I'm sure the mother had to do this, please, Lord, ask, help me to love my enemies and not to hold bitterness. But I didn't know what Roland was going to pray, but you prayed along these lines, didn't you, Roland, about that there needs to be forgiveness, there needs to be reconciliation. Well, this mother is going some way to that. Let's rejoice in that. Last slide. This man, is, his name is Matthew. He wasn't originally part of the group. They were all Coptic Christians from Egypt who'd come over to Libya looking for work. He was from another country in Africa and who wasn't a Christian, but just got caught up in all of this. And, and when they got hold of him, they, uh, they said to him, do you reject Christ? He looked at them. I haven't seen the video, thankfully, but um, uh, according to the video. And he said, their God is my God. Because he'd seen the faith of the others who had said, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to reject Christ. And so for this man, Matthew, for this man... The sign was seeing the faith of the others. Well, if they could do that, this is a God worth believing. And with that, he was killed. 
I apologize if this is too harrowing. I've saved you from some of the images and some of the details. But we need to be aware of some of the things that are going on. And you and I are too, only too very well aware of some of the hard times that we're going through. So I hope that as well as being harrowing, it's also encouraging that faith for these men was real. And faith for us can be real. And so when Heather and Hannah come out and um, uh, Hannah wanted to be, uh, to be baptized and, um, and Heather blessed that, uh, let's just rejoice at their young lives. They're wanting to take this step. But for all of us, may we want to go on the step, another step of faith. Let's hear God's word, shall we? From John chapter 6, and it's Rona who's... Thank you, Rona. The, the opening sentence is uh, similar to that before, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So a good question is asked of Jesus. Thank you, Rona. Yes, I'm reading from John 6, starting at verse 28. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the work God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. Amen. Could we have verse 28, the beginning of the reading up, please, Colin? So in that, they ask him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Okay. What, what's it all about, God? What, what, what should we do? And Jesus answered this, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent, in other words, Jesus. So when I got the children, that is the thing. Jesus didn't say, oh well, which would have been much more convenient. You try and do a little bit of good to outweigh the little bit of bad. Or he didn't say, well, as long as you're not too bad, you know, as long as you don't murder somebody, 
then, uh, you know, if you just gossip a bit or tell a few lies or, or do that, well, they, you'll be okay. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said you need to believe. That is the essential. Of course, once we believe, as I said earlier, out following that, if we really believe, then good stuff happens. But you see, Matthew up there, the, uh, the man who wasn't a Christian, but then became a Christian right at that last minute, he didn't do anything good. He just believed. But according to the Bible, he will be in heaven. Not for, through what he did, but because of what he believed. And this is a fundamental thing which we must grasp. If you've got any questions about it, well, you can ask me now or at the end. But it's a bit scary to ask me now. But you understand that some people just think, oh, as long as I don't do anything too bad, I'll be all right. I'm living, a, I'm living the Christian life. It's not that. It's about believing in the one. And the only way to believe is to believe and with the Holy Spirit being enabled to love our enemies and the other hard sayings of Jesus. Let's move on, shall we? Verse 30. So they ask him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe? In other words, well, how do we believe? What, what will you give us? This was Jesus standing there, remember. What will you give us? <laughs> well, I wonder what sign do we need to believe? To see Jesus, perhaps, if he was here? Well, for that martyr Matthew, it was their faith. Seeing the others, their God is my God. What would prove it to us? Let's move on, verse 31. Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, as it is written... He gave them bread from heaven to eat. The manna is from the Old Testament story about when they, they left Egypt and they were hungry and then God sent this manna, this bread. And then in verse 34, it says, well, verse 33, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Bread was just symbolic of of the essentials for life. And sir, they said, always give us this bread. So they wanted this bread. They wanted this essentials of life. But they were talking about a physical thing. And many people, even Christians, sometimes get a bit, well, thinking about the physical and all this prayer stuff, all this Holy Spirit stuff, it's a bit extreme. Sometimes we face extreme circumstances. And so then in verse 35, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Now he didn't mean that he was bread, but he was the essential for life. 
Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I have told you, you have seen and still you do not believe. So Jesus was saying, you need to believe. Here I am. I can offer you all that you need, not in terms of material things, but in terms of, of your faith, of, uh, of the reason to live, of forgiveness of sin, of, of being able to carry out the Christian life. But they didn't believe. Many of them didn't believe. It was too hard. It would have been much easier if it had just been, well, do a little good, compensate for a little bit of bad, just, just live an okay life, don't hurt anybody. But that's not the hard saying of Jesus. Jesus said, believe. If Jesus came into this room now, would we believe, I wonder? I remember in our first church, there was a man who phoned me up and said, I've just died and come back to life. Well, he hadn't just done, he'd done that in hospital. One of these out-of-body experiences, you've heard of them. You may have had one. Um, and and he, he died and met with Jesus when he was dead. And then he was brought round and he, you know, one of these things where he saw himself there. I went to see him, expecting him to say, I want to be a Christian now, I've met with Jesus. But he didn't. I said, what difference do you think this will make to, to your life? I'm not sure really. I don't know. And I was just amazed. So even somebody who had met with Jesus. So let's recognize that this is a hard saying. Jesus wants us to believe. Let us believe. And our final reading. Helen, can you read John 6 for us? John chapter 6, verse 60 to 71. And this is, sorry, sorry. And this is following on from that previous reading. So it does, there's a little bit more and then it follows on. Sorry, Helen, I won't interrupt you again. It's okay. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one who can... This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. From this time, many of the disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus replied, Have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. He meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, 
who, though one of the twelve, was later to betray him. So the reading ends there with uh, the comment about Judas betraying Jesus. And uh, when it comes to uh, the Easter services, we'll be remembering him and, uh, and the betrayal. And Peter, too, betrayed Jesus. They all ran away. They hadn't quite got to that at this stage. Let's go back to verse 60, please, Colin, the first verse of the reading. On hearing it, this teaching, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? And they walked away. They left. You see, Jesus didn't seek popularity and still doesn't. doesn't say, well, it's okay, you know, just um, do what you like and don't be too bad. He didn't say that. And that, I think, is why millions and millions of people follow Jesus. Because of the, they've understood that it's the challenge of the gospel. I remember a, a man, a father, who brought his child for baptism here. And when I went through the promises, he said, I can't do that. In fact, I can't follow Jesus. It's too hard. And I had respect for him because he knew that it was too hard. He understood the gospel. Now, as I give this sermon, it's not a popular sermon. It's not a, oh, everything's good. And um, I could have used the imagery, did you see it, about that penguin? in the news. Wonderful story about this, this penguin that had got lost and the, the fisherman had, had looked after him. Then the penguin had gone miles away but he comes back every year and, uh, and knows the fisherman and uh, is really friendly towards the fisherman then goes off again. That was a nice picture from the, the, the news this week. But I just felt that following from this essential Jesus, the hard sayings of Jesus, that life can be tough. And it was too tough for some of these disciples. But if we move down to verse 68, and I'll end with this. Simon Peter answered him when Jesus said, are you going to leave too? He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And then 69, we have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Simon Peter was convinced. And he said, how can we leave you? Yes, it's a tough ask to follow you. But how can we leave? Because you have the words of eternal life. What you say is true. And how wonderful it is when we come to that understanding and realization that Christ is the way to follow. We believe in him. Heaven is assured that we can, uh, we can follow him, we can do his teachings because of the Holy Spirit living inside us. And when we mess up, as Simon Peter did, just a, a, a little while later, he was the one who denied Jesus, then we can be forgiven and restored. 
What a wonderful gospel this is. And so although uh, I've been talking about the hard message of Jesus, sometimes it's good to be reminded of that. And the images I put up earlier about those, so, so sad, those Coptic Christians from Egypt. But remember the mother who had the power and the strength and the courage to say that she would welcome one one of her enemies, into her home. Let us rejoice of the strength that God gives us to live the life that he wants us to give. And let's look forward to exploring more of this over Easter. I rejoice that these leaflets will be handed out throughout the whole community. The last street went today, and so... We'll pray that these leaflets encourage people to, why celebrate Easter and the good news of Jesus? And there's a little booklet out there if anybody wants one about, well, why celebrate Easter? But we're going to move on now into, no, I'll pray first and then we'll, we'll sing. Let's pray. Lord God, as we've been exploring some of the hard sayings of yours, some of the hard things in life, Lord God, be with us in those hard moments. Be with us, Lord, through your Holy Spirit to help us and equip us. Challenge us where that's needed, Lord. Challenge our faith, challenge our life, challenge our lifestyles, and help us to know that you want us to live your ways and that you give us your Holy Spirit to enable us to live lives of love and forgiveness and kindness and courage and generosity. Thank you for the joy of being able to live those lives. And we do pray for those people who committed that terrible act that your love bands to them. We also pray for those family members, like the mother, just help them to continue to forgive and to live the way that you want them to live. And Lord, we pray that each one of us may be moved by you to believe and to grow. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.